Do you ever feel like you've made a commitment and then over time it sort of wanes? Like you got started strong, but you didn't finish. You know what's beautiful about our relationship with the Lord is that never happens because to the Lord, He's already made the commitment and modeled it, and He loves us unconditionally. And throughout Scripture is proof that He never leaves us nor forsakes us. And it started with the willingness to give His own Son for us. Well, this month on the podcast, we are talking about commitment. How do we define it? How do we get directed by the Lord to be committed? How do we put it into discipline? And how do we develop because we keep our commitments? Mm, I can't wait to unpack this with you. So let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Hustle With Heart podcast. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, empty nest mom, speaker, coach, and lover of tacos. And I'm your host for the podcast, Tailor Made for Christian Businesswomen who've had success yet feel something is still missing. My mission is teaching women like you how to break free from overwhelm and overachievement so you can carry out God's assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. On this podcast, we apply biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to build a thriving business for kingdom impact. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to learn to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way, let's get started. So here's a great quote by Sammy Davis Jr. that is completely related to this last installment on commitment which is all about fear of commitment. And here's what he says. You always have two choices, your commitment versus your fear. Now, as Christian women in business, we know we have nothing to fear because if God is for us, who can be against us? And we are more than conquerors. And there's some like ridiculous high number of verses in the Bible that tell us not to fear because we know the Lord is committed to us and we need to be committed to him. But dang it. My question for you is, why are we so afraid of commitment sometimes? That's where we're going today. You know, in Revelation 3, 15, um, in one version, it says, Jesus says, I wish that you were cold or hot. In other words, cold means we're turning away from the Lord altogether. Yet hot means like we're all in for him. Like make up your mind, but stop being lukewarm. And sometimes in our commitment, that's where we are. But we're asking ourselves the question today, how does keeping our commitments develop us and grow our business? Well, friend, I am so glad you asked. First and foremost, a while ago, uh, probably 2014, maybe just as I was sort of hitting the success yet something is missing wall. I was listening into some trainings and the trainer said that consistency is related to commitment, which is related to confidence. In other words, when we show up consistently, we keep our commitment to ourselves And when we continually keep our commitment to ourselves, we create a habit that then grows our confidence because we're confident that we're actually going to follow through. Well, the same is true for us 
as Christian businesswomen, because when we are committed to the Lord and then we work consistently and we're disciplined for that commitment, guess what? We keep our commitments to God and to the people that he's aligned for us to serve and to our families and to our teams, et cetera. And when we do that, it grows our confidence in the fact that we can trust ourselves that we're going to get it done. Now, I like to say it grows our Godfidence. My definition of Godfidence is knowing that God is God and I am not, fully trusting his way and not mine, and allowing that trust to override self-reliance, right? It all goes back to the four keys how does God define me and who I am? How does he define you and who and who's, whose you are, right? And, and even how does he define himself as the great I am? So knowing that he's God and we're not and fully allowing him to direct us, putting that into discipline. And then today talking about how that develops us. So first and foremost, walking out our assignment and being committed to it develops our trust in ourselves to actually see it through, right? So that's development right there. But let me take a step back and talk about development for a second as part of the four keys framework. You know, development is the fourth key. And the reason that development is the fourth key is because when we put his definition and his direction into action with discipline, we learn things along the way. And that development feeds back into the circle of the four keys, kind of like a closed loop system, if you're familiar with that idea in marketing or in sales or in business. We define what we're doing. We take direction to do it. We do it. We learn. We put those iterative learnings back in. If you're watching me on YouTube, you see me (laughs) drawing a circle. That is what the development piece is about. And I love this quote by Beth Moore that I included in my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. And I just want to make sure that I'm giving you the reference for where this is from. It is from her devotional. Ah, I have it here. Just hold on a second. Uh, Here we go. This is chapter seven of my book, by the way. Um, It is from Believing God Devotional Journal. So this is what she says. We know we're coming full circle with God when we stand at a very similar crossroad where we made such a mess of life before, but this time we take a different road. That is the beauty of applying the four keys framework and combining it with commitment. Because as we stay committed and we put that into discipline, we're going to learn and we're going to grow and we're going to see progress. And that progress is important to the Lord because he actually delights in it. So let me also just remind you and myself that commitment is an action on our part in response to God. Like there is no point in talking about commitment at all unless we have an intention to actually commit, to actually do the thing, right? Our purpose is to call forth specific active response to God not just to increase our knowledge. That development that we're talking about isn't just about pouring more knowledge in. It's about actively working out that knowledge. Like we walk out and work out salvation. The same thing is true for our businesses. But the thing is, is that 
some of us have a fear. Maybe it's fear of failure because we wonder, are we really determined to follow him? And can I truly live by his standards? Maybe it's failure of success. I don't know, Lord, you called me to something so big and I just don't think that I'm qualified and equipped for it. Maybe it's fear of rejection. What if these people say no? What if no one follows me? What if no one subscribes to my podcast? What if no one buys my book, right? All of those fears are really not trusting the Lord, right? Like, isn't that really what the fear of commitment is? Realizing that we have to put our plans aside for his is scary, but that is how we get the most uh, fulfillment and joy and calm and peace from what God has in store for us. So let me take you first to Psalms 119 verses 36 and 37. And this is what it says. Incline my heart to your testimonies, but not to covetousness. Turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. In other words, Lord, let me be focused on you. Let me be committed to doing what you've given me to do. Let me be committed to listening and seeking you and worshiping you and obeying you. And let me not be covetous, right? Let me not be looking left and right with my head on swivel, worried about what everyone else is doing. One of the first things that I see working with women as their coach is the relief when they know that God defines them and directs them the focus that they gain by putting in daily discipline, and then the progress that they see themselves make by that simple thing, because they're not looking left and right. And they're focused on committing to the Lord and doing the work he's given them to do. Because then when they follow through with that, guess what? They gain the confidence like we talked about earlier, right? And that's one of the first things that I see. It's like they accomplish something seemingly so small, but yet it it grows their desire to be more committed to the lord and and to acknowledge and rejoice in his his defining and directing them right and and then they feel like progress is being made which which is incredibly important because as it says in proverbs 16:9 which i think we probably are all very familiar with we talked about chapter 16 last week as well but this one says a man's heart plans his way but the Lord directs his step. By the way, this is a promise. The promise is that when you're committed to the Lord, like you can make plans, but you allow him to direct your steps. And when you do that, what's scary for us, another fear of commitment is, what if he slows me down? What if he turns me in a different direction? Well, if we know that he ultimately has created the plan, he already knows where it's gonna go. He already has provided for the obstacles that he knows we're gonna hit. Why would we be afraid to allow him to direct our steps? It's because of control, right? And, and we're afraid to give up that control. But here's what it says in 1 Timothy 4.15. This is a new verse to me. I love when I do some research and um, I see something brand new and I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? I did not realize that that's what it said. So in 1 Timothy 4.15, uh, let me find it. <clears throat> it says, <clears throat> practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Immerse yourself in this and practice. What is the practice? That's the discipline, right? 
so that all may see your progress, so that God sees your progress, so that you see your progress, so that the people around you see your progress. Not so we can be boastful about like, hey, look, I did all this progress, right? But so that we can be grateful and rejoicing in our commitment and celebrating our commitment that we saw it through. And that that is teaching us so that we continue to develop. In that development, our business grows. Remember before I said, yes, we measure, right? We measure the math. We just do. But we don't get hung up on it. We don't tie our identity to it. We don't commit to the math. But our businesses grow as we grow. The more we grow in the Lord, the more our business grows because we become even closer in step with him on the path to becoming more like Jesus as the kingdom entrepreneurs that he's made us to be. And so that progress allows us to also see things differently because we're not just seeing it through our own eyes, we're seeing it through his eyes. And when we see these things through his eyes, it's amazing the progress and the little successes that could seem so seemingly small, but have a huge ripple effect that suddenly we see and we can rejoice because we go, look what he's done, right? Often what happens to me is I'm being obedient and committed to what he's given me to do over here, but he blesses me over there. One example of that from last fall in working with my coach, shout out Esther Littlefield, we discussed strategy. And one of the things that we talked about was growing my email list. And so that's what I committed to. I committed to giving away my tools for free and inviting people to be on my email list in different ways. And that's where I was focused. I wasn't focused on launching a new product. I wasn't even really talking about my one-on-one or my rooted group coaching. Those things were there, but I wasn't really talking about them. I was focused on my email list. Well, my email list grew over 20% in just a couple of months. And that was a pretty big deal because I have a little list (laughs) at the time. Um, But here's what God did with my obedience is that he began to bring me discovery calls with potential clients. And those potential clients turned into coaching clients. And in a span of about five weeks, I confirmed and contracted with five coaching clients plus two more to start in the new year, which they are starting in February. This month, actually, they've already started by the time you listen to this. My point is this, because I was committed to doing what he wanted me to do, even though I was thinking, I got to be over here and I got to be talking about this and I got to be marketing this. Yes, I market those things in the right time and in the right space. But because of that obedience and my commitment, he blessed me over here. And I've seen the same thing happen with my clients. You know, I'm working with a client right now who has multiple businesses, but the one business that she hadn't really been growing, she wanted to start to grow. That was her intention for the new year. So we worked together to really get clear on where she needed to focus her time and her energy, the things that she loved and where her gifts were and where the Lord wanted her focused based on prayer. We wrote it down and said, okay, Lord, we're praying that you will show us. Well, here's what's been happening in that business over really the past two months. In fact, in the first couple of weeks of January, she had multiple growth areas in her business simply because the Lord was rewarding her for her obedience and her seeking him. Now, did he have to show up that way? No. 
Are we glad that he did? Of course. And it's always in his time and in his way. But the point is, you will make that progress and you want to be able to see that progress. So when you're doing the the walk of commitment and putting into discipline what he's defined and directed, you will see development and your business will grow. Just a couple of examples for you around that. All right, the next place that I want to take us is Ephesians 5, 15 through 18. And this is what it says. Now, the importance of this is that as we develop, we begin to see better ways to be focused, better ways to be efficient for the Lord. Um, We begin to, to see our path in a new light. And so this is what it says in Ephesians 5, 15 through 18. Yes, that's where I'm going. Seek then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. So be careful how you live. <coughs> Redeeming the time because the days are evil. So making the most of every minute, being thoughtful, scoping it out, not getting caught up in the world, making sure that you're utilizing your time wisely. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what is the will of the Lord. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but filled with the spirit. And this is what Dr. Charles Stanley says. We are indwelt by the spirit in full measure at the time of our salvation. So when you gave your life to Jesus, you were fully filled with the Holy Spirit. This means we live in submission to him or under his control. We are committed. As he prompts and directs us, we immediately respond in obedience to his commands. And as we walk out this process, as we learn to redefine hustle and pursue success God's way in our business, and we go use those four keys and we come around to development every single time, every opportunity that comes our way, every potential client, every potential project, we're able to look at from a different perspective so we can say yes or no so that God gets our best yes, right? And what this enables us to do in the development and the growth is that we make better decisions. We utilize our time more wisely. I'm working with a couple of clients right now who they're very busy women. But the question I asked is, are these things that are on your to-do list actually moving your mission or your goals forward? Because it's one thing to say, I'm in action, but it's another thing to say, I've prayed over that action and God has given me this action because that action moves us forward more quickly or more efficiently or more effectively, right? So that's what it's about to redeem your time and be aware of how you're utilizing your time. I also want to give you a book recommendation and I've been reading this and it is incredible. It's called Redeem Your Time. I'm just going to... um For those of you that are watching this on um, YouTube, I want to put it here. It's Redeem Your Time, Redeeming Your Time uh, by Jordan Rayner. Let me show that here on the screen for those of you watching. There you go. Uh, Let me just make sure I got that right because I think it's Redeeming Your Time. I have a picture of it on my phone because I was sharing it with someone. Redeeming, Redeeming Your Time. And this is his subtitle, Seven Biblical Principles for Being Purposeful, Present, and Wildly Productive. Wildly Productive. Listen, my friends, when we are committed and we're putting that into discipline, not only is it the least that we can do for our Lord, 
but the development will happen. I was talking with a friend the other day and she said, God is a God of agriculture. God is all about growth. He's all about planting the seed and watering it with the early rains, right? So that it grows and then providing the late rains, which soften up the ground so that the harvest can happen. If you read all through scripture, God talks about agriculture and our growth sometimes seems stunted. But when we are committed to the Lord, even in the times that we are the seed in the darkness under the soil, we are growing. We're being nourished by the vine, right? And if we can embrace that and we can embrace that we continually practice these things and immerse ourselves in them so that we see progress, like it said in 1 Timothy 4.15, I promise you that we will see the development and we will see our businesses grow. So I invite you to join me in this conversation on social media. Screenshot this, share it, tag me, use hashtag pursuing success God's way. I want to hear how this series on commitment has impacted you. Maybe to think a little differently or maybe to drop an idea that you didn't have before. I want to know how you're developing. And I want to give you a little sneak preview that on the first episode of this podcast theme this month, we talked about the fact that um, commitment means that we do things that we follow God and there are some things that we do regularly and that's called consistency. And in March, we're going to be talking about consistency. I'm lining up a great guest for us. Um, and so I can't wait. So make sure you're following the podcast and all your favorite networks. Really excited to tell you that um, by the time you listen to this, I think I will be on the Edify app through the Spark Media Network. I'm so excited. So make sure you download that app and tune into that. And um, connect with me on social media. I don't want to just be talking at you. I want the conversation to continue. So please reach out to me. Have a great day. And I'll see you on our next episode. Hey friend, before we go, I have a quick question for you. Do you ever feel like your faith community is so supportive, but doesn't quite get what it means to be in business, but your business tribe is great and yet doesn't get what it means to actually redefine hustle and pursue success God's way? Well, you are not alone. In fact, as I work with Christian businesswomen, this is a gap that I see beyond the usual coaching, strategic, and tactical support. And that gap is community. You see, we all need accountability and belonging, connection and discernment, because pursuing success God's way looks different than the world's way. And we need a community to help keep us rooted in his purpose for our business. Well, the Rooted Group Coaching Membership fills that gap. God made us for community and Rooted is the community tailor-made for the accountability, supporting commitment, and consistency, and a safe space for learning from and sharing with others. And this membership is made for you. I invite you to join us in Rooted by learning more at erinharrigan.com slash rooted today. Rooted now includes my self-paced hustle with heart digital course as well. So go to erinharrigan.com slash rooted and the link is in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle with Heart podcast each week. I pray it brings you value as you pursue success God's way to build a thriving business. Remember to check the show notes 
for the helpful links or free tools that I talked about in today's episode. I love seeing your shout outs to the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So when you do that, please tag me. Be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite network so you get the episode every Monday when it releases. Definitely share this with your friends and fellow business owners that you know could benefit from this content. And could you also take a minute to help us out by leaving a review to help us reach more people with this message? We would so appreciate that. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. 